Welcome to the Beyond the Sermon podcast. Over the next 20 minutes, our goal is to dig deeper into the themes and topics of the most recent Sunday teaching. We'll look to tackle some of the challenging kinds of questions that you may be thinking as you heard the message but didn't get the opportunity to ask the teacher at the time. This podcast works in conjunction with our weekly Beyond the Sermon devotional. If you don't receive those already, you can sign up using the link in our podcast show notes. So whatever you're doing right now, at the gym, driving, folding laundry, whatever it might be, we invite you to listen in as together we go Beyond the Sermon. Well, welcome everyone. My name is Will Heron. I'm the Director of Discipleship at The Ridge, and I'm also your host for Beyond the Sermon. And with me today, I have the joy of welcoming Ridge Director of Outreach, Mary Kohlsorf. Mary, welcome. Thank you, Will. Yes, welcome to the studio. Yeah. Here we are in the basement. This is your first time down here, isn't it? Yes. We were just saying it feels a bit weird, like having the headphones on and kind of hearing yourself. So (laughs) (laughs) yeah, it's going to be a good time, I promise. Um, Mary, this past Sunday was Encounter Sunday at the Ridge. And for those who haven't experienced one of those services before, uh, we take the opportunity a couple of times a year to hear stories of how God is working in and through our church here and you shared some about our amazing single moms ministry at the church, uh, just some beautiful ways in which God is working through you and your team to meet the needs of single moms in this area. And uh, we get to hear as a staff many of these stories actually in our staff meetings, which is great. But uh, it's always just a joy to hear of how God is providing for and encouraging these moms through uh, this ministry. So again, just thank you for everything you're doing there. Mm. You're welcome. It's a privilege. And yeah. Yeah. God is really doing some great things here. Yes, yeah. really is. Well, today, uh, in the short time that we have, I'd like to uh, explore just a bit about mission and serving, because mm-hmm. I know that both of those things have and continue to play a large role in your life. And Mary, we live at a time where um, it's easy to kind of get insular. So what compels you outward? Uh, toward others when you think of service and and mission? Mm -hmm. Yeah, as I really pondered this question, Will, um, I was just thinking, like all growing up, I felt um, kind of unseen and unnoticed and unheard. And, um, you know, like in school, we would read a short story and the teacher would say, hey, what did you guys think the main theme here was? And somebody would speak up and other people and I'd be like, that's not what I got at all. And so then Mm. I was like, oh, I better not say anything. And so I don't know, I just had a very low self-esteem. And then it wasn't until my early 30s when I finally figured out who Jesus was and what a personal relationship with him was like, that I really felt like, oh my gosh, I am worthy. I am valuable. Mm. I do matter and I can make a difference. And so I think it was at that point when I really started getting into the word and really figuring out who I was in Christ that I realized he's got great purpose for my life, and it's not what I've been doing um, mm. because I was just seeking things of the world to fill me up, and those things were leaving me empty every time. Mm. And so when I started really getting involved in um, just outreach in ministry and serving the homeless and things like that, like my tank was overflowing. Mm. Um, and so I just have a heart for those who I feel like feel unseen, feel like their voice isn't valuable, um, isn't heard, and those are the people that I'm usually typically drawn to. And that I think God has called me to, but also to the church. That's right. our call. Isn't it amazing when God uses our experience and our insecurities mm-hmm. as well? And, uh, you know, you think, I feel like a similar way for myself kind of growing up, that God can turn those things and really use them to propel us into service and into mission. 
Uh, one other thing I was just thinking of around this question of what motivates us to um, get beyond ourselves and really um, be thinking of others is the very fact that we're made, we're all made in the image of God. I think mm-hmm. that is such a, a huge truth when it comes to service and, and mission. That changes how we see others. I remember we had a, um, they call it an urban Walmart. Um, it's just basically a small a small Walmart in a city. But when we lived in Northern Virginia, we had this, uh, uh, you know, urban Walmart around the corner and we would do grocery shopping there every week. And uh, we, you know, we normally do it like late at night. So I was just like, all right, let's just get this done. And, you know, but I can't remember what it was. Maybe it was a sermon or something like that, but that truth was really being emphasized in that season for me. You know, everybody that you see around, we're all, we're made in the image of God and deeply loved by him. And so suddenly then, as I pulled up to, you know, with my shopping cart and putting the stuff on, the person who was checking out all my groceries then became more than just a means of getting out the door. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And getting something done quickly, that suddenly you were taken kind of out of yourself and maybe your tiredness and just wanting to get something done. And really then we're realized like, oh my goodness, like this person, they're made in the image of God and they're deeply loved by him. Mm-hmm. And... I think when we begin to, um, when our hearts are beginning to to be changed into God's heart, you know, and we see people that way, I think it can then really propel us out of that self-centeredness into service of others. Yep, I totally agree, Will. And I think that we really limit our perspective of God by only hanging around people that are think like us, look like us, act like us. I think when we venture out, um, and we meet people and hear the stories of people like it just it broadens my perspective of who God is and what he's up to in the world, you mm. know. Um, and I also realize we have a very you don't often recognize your American perspective until you go on a mission trip outside right. of, a, of outside of the United States. And so I think those experiences, too, have just made me really aware that I have really limited my perfect my perspective and my view of who God is and what he's up to, because God has a global perspective. Right. And I have a very American perspective, and that's right. not good always. Yes. Mm-hmm. Another um, aspect of that that's really cool is actually getting to see uh, how the church operates in different areas, mm-hmm. like in worship or in you know teaching styles and things like that, that you do, you don't realize it because you're kind of in that cultural bubble, as it were, you know, but when you do get into other places in the world and you experience how they are responding to God and in, in worship, it does kind of help to to take you out of that that bubble, you know, yeah. give you some good perspective. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So one of the things that um struck me about the Ridge when I first came here was its missional heart. You know, there were various mission trips organized each year, locally, nationally, globally. And um you know, just kind of going on from what you we were saying here, I, do, I know that there, a passion of yours is to help people grasp a greater view, a vision, uh, to see and to step into what God is doing beyond their front door. So what do you think that looks like? I mean, what are some of the ways that you seek to help people get a broader view of vision, uh, of, of mission, and, you know, of what God is doing in the world? Mm-hmm. So I think one of the things that we've been able to do is we have a lot of mission partners, both locally and internationally. And I think we've done a good job of capturing the heart of those ministries so that people 
will want to partner with them because they see, again, like there's something bigger going on here than just going down and serving a meal um, at Bethel Mission once a month. Like it's the the big picture of what Hope Ministries is doing for those people. Um, our mission trip to Belize, when I think about that, um, gosh, the stories that we can tell when we come back, just the way the Holy Spirit worked, when you are willing to put aside your own time and your schedule and um, go and just fully immerse yourself in someone else's culture and someone else's life, um, it really just changes your perspective, again, of who God is and what he's up to in the world. Um, so I think we do a good job of coming back and telling the stories and really encouraging others to participate. And then, you know, back to Single Moms Morning Out that we talked a lot about on Sunday. Um, you know, a lot of people will say, well, it's just one event. Like, you know, what good does that do? But I really, this past year when we did Single Moms Morning Out, one moment in time really can um, be the moment that changes someone's life forever, mm. you know, because we've just heard back from some single moms like that day and what happened there changed the course of her life. Mm. And so <clears throat> when I think about that, like what happens, like how do we get everybody on board that day to make an event like that happen? And as I look back at the day and all of our volunteers, like there was not one volunteer that came on Single Moms Warning Out that wasn't 150% in. Mm. And every encounter they had, they were tangibly ex- expressing the love of God to those women. Yeah. Um, and so I know it's just a moment in time, but it's a very profound moment in time. And women were seen, they were loved, and not just by a few people, but mm. literally by hundreds of people that they encountered during that day. Mm. And so... Um, I think when you experience something like that, the enormity of the Holy Spirit and the work of the Holy Spirit, like you just want more and more because that is the abundant life, right? right. That Jesus promises us. It's yeah. not the bigger house, the bigger car, the better job. It is those profound moments where you see life transformation before your very eyes. And then you just have this thirst and this hunger mm. for more of that kind of living where God's in charge, God's in control, mm. and he's using you to impact another human being um, for Jesus. Yes. Like it's a big deal. That's so cool. Yeah. And so the other thing that we're doing right now is we have this class called Perspectives, and it's um, just that God is a missionary God. And what does that mean for me? What does that mean for you? And so, um, you know, he started with Abraham, and he called him, and he said, Abraham, I want you to go. And Abraham was obedient, and he went. And then um, how he just put the Israelites at the cornerstone of the world to be able to impact the whole world, that other nations would see how great their God was. Mm. Um, And that's what we're supposed to be doing, too. We're supposed to be showing the world how great God is. Mm. And I think Single Moms Morning Out that day shows how great God is, like his provision, his love, just little everyday things that single moms need that we are able to provide because God is great. Yes. No, I, I totally love that. I, it makes me think of, um, you know, like the early church. I remember, uh, which we learned so much from the, about the early church in the book of Acts, especially. And I remember somebody saying about, you know, a better title for the book of Acts would be the continuation of Jesus' ministry through his, through his disciples by the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. You know, what, and I've been thinking about that a lot recently of that we as the church, we as followers of Jesus are continuing on the ministry of Jesus mm-hmm. as if he was physically here. 
But now, you know, he, he says, it's actually better for me to go that the Holy Spirit will come. So we're filled with the Holy Spirit and we are continuing his ministry. Yes. And part of the mini- part of that, of, of Jesus' ministry, really was God being glorified. Mm-hmm. You know, it was, it was God being glorified. It was an insight into the kingdom of God. Like, this is what life is actually meant to be, like, where people are finding freedom, where they're finding healing, where they're practically, practically being provided for. And um, it's so cool when you see that. And I think it's part of the reason why God calls us into service anyway. It is, you know, it is about the other, but uh, there's also this component where it can be transformational for us. Mm-hmm. So um, what are some of the ways that you feel like you see that in people um, that as you've kind of been around uh, people on serving and, and in mission, what are some of the ways you've seen people transformed uh, who have mm-hmm. stepped in to serve? Yeah. Um, well, there's one example of a gal who is my age. So she's, you know, thinking about retirement, getting close to retirement. And um, she has really felt God has calling her to something, but she's not sure yet what that is. But to prepare for it, she um, sold her townhome and um, moved into her parents' basement. She's a single gal, but she's put herself in a position so that when God says go, there's Mm. nothing stopping her from going, you know? And then I think of um, just our car care ministry and the gentleman who leads that here, and he was raised by a single mom. And so he has been given this opportunity to give back because he just felt like, man, my mom rocked it, and I'm so grateful for her, and I know these single moms need help. Um, He goes, they're underpaid and overworked. And so just to see him come to life in this ministry, he's been, Mm. you know, reaching out to single moms, helping them with car repairs, helping them navigate mechanics, and um, he's just on fire. He's so excited about it, and so you just see his life change. And then, you know, there's a young couple that just got married that they're going in the mission field together, and they did the gap year with the world race, and um, and they said, we taste, tasted and we saw that God is so good, and his heart for us is missions, and so we're going to do that as a couple. And so mm. they're starting their marriage in the mission field, and I just think, yeah. wow, that's amazing. Um, but it's because undeniably they have seen the greatness of God, mm. and they can't imagine not being part of what he has in store for them. They don't want to miss out. Yes. You know? Yeah. Um. So, yeah, and I mean, there's just all kinds of people that lead different ministries here that are all in all the time, Mm. Um, and they commit their lives to it. They make it a priority. They're serving other people, and you just see fruit in their life, you Mm. know? People are drawn to them, attracted to them, Um, and it's just, it's once, you know, if we can just, once you taste it, you can't get enough of it. And so it's like, how do you get people to have that first inkling of like, man, there is so much to be done in this world. Um, it's a lost and broken world. Well, mm. you know, and I watch the news sometimes and I'm like, oh my goodness. But then somebody told me like, well, that's my prayer material. Like mm. watch the news and have a prayerful heart. And so all these places where, yes, we're the people of hope. We are the people of hope. Um, and so I think if we're not living it out, who is? Yes. You know, it's up to us. And so I would say dig in deep with God. Figure out what it is he wants you to do and get out there and do it. And if the church can come alongside you and help in any way, let us know. Mm. Because God has a lot of work to do and he wants to use us. But he will also find someone else to do it if we're not willing. And so don't (laughs) miss out on that blessing of being used by God. That's so good. 
Well, Mary, I think that's a good point to to stop some good practical advice there. Um, Thank you for your time today. And again, just uh, you and your team, uh, everything that God is doing in and through you. It's just really cool to to be able to witness that and inspiring. So uh, thank you for joining us this week. Uh, If you're looking for more opportunities to learn and grow in your relationship with God, why not check out our Ridge University page on the Ridge website? Uh, There's a variety of spaces to get plugged into, whether engaging with the Bible, wrestling with big questions, uh, experiencing more of the Holy Spirit, whatever it is, uh, wherever you are with God, there's a place for you. So check it out and see how God wants to work in you this fall. So thanks again for being with us. We'll hope you'll join us next time on Beyond the Sermon. I hope you enjoyed our conversation this week. I want to mention one last thing before we go. Our heart at the Ridge is to help people grow in their relationship with God. There are so many ways to get connected into what can be life-changing environments for you and your family. The best way to keep in touch with all that is happening is through our website, ridgelife.org, but also through our weekly e-news. You can sign up to receive this directly to your inbox using the link in our podcast show notes. Finally, thanks so much for listening. If you've enjoyed what you've heard, please feel free to share with friends or family. We hope to catch you next time on Beyond the Sermon.